you know, sent some text messages, you know. I'm, and I'm not talking about, you know, all the freaky stuff. I'm not talking about the guys you're sending the ass shots to, the boob shots to, where you cut your head off. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about the guys who you actually really like and could possibly see a future with, you know, whoever, however it comes up, whether he says, hey, let me take you out, or you say, hey, let's go out, whoever invites who. But how many of y'all have ever said at the end of that very first date that the waiter comes, they place the bill in the center of the table normally, and you say, oh, hey, no, don't worry about it. I got this one. You know, have, have you ever done that, ladies? I'm just curious because I've done seminars and I've done workshops and I've done many one-on-one coaching sessions, and I want to say 99% of women have, will say, no, nah, I've never done that. Never done it. And I said, that's interesting. You know what I mean? It's not surprising, but it's interesting. And why it's interesting is because many women out here say they want love. They say they want to be viewed as a wife. They want to be treated as if they're special. But one of the things I've found over the course of my career is that most women are unwilling to do the things that will actually cause them to be viewed as special and or as unique, you know, do things that other women just have never done before. I find that interesting. And I, and I asked, I said, well, you know, why? How come you never do that? Well, he said, well, nah, I mean, you know, I just I just don't. I, I feel like that's the man's job, you know. I, I mean, I might pay for a meal once he's my man, you know, if we're in a relationship, I might pay. I said, why wait so long? Why not on the first date? No, nah, I just wouldn't do that. What if I don't like him? <laughs> I said, what, what, what if you don't like him? And that's an interesting question to ask because if he doesn't like you, then guess what? He's still got to pull out that Bank of America card. He's still got to, you know, whip out the debit card, you know, whether he likes you or not. But if you don't like him, then you get a free meal. That's interesting. But let's, well, I, I want to break that down a little bit. But that, I do find that interesting. So here's the first question that I, that I ask um, women. Uh, the very first question I ask women when we're discussing this topic, I said, that's fine. And, and let me be clear about this. Let me say this first and foremost. If it comes to the question of who should pay, the man should pay. Let's be clear about that. A man when you go out on a date, should pay for the woman. Okay, let's, let's just put that out there. He should pay. When that bill comes, he should be the one reaching for the bill. That's who should pay. But one of the things you got to realize is we're not talking about, I don't think we are, we're not talking about who should pay. What, the question I ask women is, what's your goal? What do you want? You know, what's your objective for, for even being on this date to begin with? Now, if you are one of the city girls or you're Megan Thee Stallion or you're one of these gold diggers out here and, you know, your goal is just to get a free meal, then, okay, you're doing it how you should do it. You go out, whether you like him or not, he picks up the bill, you done, you got a free meal. Cool. Nice. But if that's not your, if you're not a gold digger, if your goal is love, remember, the goal is ultimately becoming a wife, right? Let's, let's look at some statistics because we talk about being a wife. Let's look at some numbers real quick before we go any further. 
In today's society, in the black community, 70% of black children are born into single-parent homes. 70%. So that means, and that's not an insult, that's not anything other than a statistic, but the question is, if you are aware of this statistic, you know that you're the, the, the likelihood of you becoming a wife and you having a husband to, have to raise your children, the likelihood, the probability of that statistically is relatively low. 70% of black children are born into single-parent homes. So you know you already have your work cut out for you. That should tell you right there there's a lot of single women out here, specifically a lot of single black women out here. Right? So what does that mean? That means you have a lot of competition. So first and foremost, if you're smart, you understand that you shouldn't just be out here doing the same things everyone else does when you go on these first dates, I would assume. It's like if you want a job and you know it's a very competitive job market, you're going to do up your resume and get it right and, you know, you're going to position yourself to stand out from those other category, uh, those other candidates. Why? Because you understand that there's a lot of competition in the workforce, right? If you, in today's housing market, if you want a home, you want to buy a house, you're not the only person interested in that house. So what do you have to do? You probably have to put a bid in, and you have to make sure your bid is, is, is higher than these other bids. And, and then you, in most cases, it has to be substantially bigger or larger than these other bids, right? You do that with buying a home. You do that when looking for a job, you know, uh, your education. You know that you have to have nowadays one degree isn't necessarily enough, depending on what field you want to go into. You want to get a, a second degree, a third degree. You want to get a master's degree. I'm seeing more and more women going back to get their doctorates. So you'll do all of these things to elevate your status when seeking a position or a home or something. But when it comes to dating, you want a husband. You, you, you want to be average. You want to do the things that everybody else does. That's interesting. That's interesting. You're, I'm telling you, and I've been telling you for almost 20 years now, the, the one thing, the, the main thing you can do on a first date to stand out from the crowd, to differentiate yourself from, the, from these other women, these other, you know, 70% of women. It's like, but you don't want to do it. Why? I'll tell you. Let me, let's talk about why, right? One of the problems that, that, that exists is that many women have had bad experiences with deadbeats. They've had the experience with deadbeats. They, they've been taken advantage of. They've had their credit ruined. They know what it's like to get played. You maybe gave, you know, he drained your bank account or he, whatever he did, he, you know, drove your car around and had sex with other women and, you know what I mean, then, you know, left you, didn't pay the car, no, whatever the case was. You've had those experiences. You said, oh, no, never again. So now you have this chip on your shoulder. Now every guy that you go on this first date with, you're looking at him like he's your ex. Like he's your baby daddy. Like he's Jody from Baby Boy or something. You know what I mean? Like you guys got to get rid of that. You got to get rid of that chip off your shoulder. You got to stop comparing the next guy to your ex guy. Because all it does is demonstrate your emotional unavailability to give 100% of your heart to someone who's looking to love you. And it's ain't a Tyler Perry movie. 
Ain't nobody trying to break down your emotional walls. Ain't nobody trying to get down you know, that barrier, that guard that you have covering your heart. They're trying to, they just want to date you. But if I got to jump through hoops, I'm not, I'm out. I'm going to move on to the next one who, who doesn't have that emotional wall up, that guard up. That's really what this is about. You claim to be an independent woman. You claim to have your stuff together. You got your own home. You drive a BMW. You have this new promotion at the job. You have money in your savings account. You have a 401K. Your money is your money, and his money is our money. Does that make sense? You want to be wined and dined. What, what makes you so special? Oh, I forgot. You have good sex. Ladies, <laughs> I got to, you know, I have some bad news for you. Because we're not, I started this show a while ago. This is season 17. This ain't season one like a lot of these new podcasts. You know, this, I'm, I'm an OG. I mean, this is the original Urban Podcast. I've been doing this for a minute. So some of y'all are, we're not talking about 23-year-olds. We're not even talking about 30-year-olds. You know, y'all were, y'all were 30 when I started the show, right? But now you're, you're, you're in your 40s. You know, you're 45, you're 40. You're going on 50. So, and that's not a, a bad thing. There's nothing wrong with that. But my point is, is that you thinking that you're going to, just the fact that you have, quote, unquote, good sex, that's not enough. I mean, you know that, right? Because you're not bringing anything to the table. You know, there's been major debates. So women get mad when, when a man asks them, what do you bring to the table? Like, that's a bad question. But the, the crazy thing is when, when women are allowed to ask a man that question, you want to know what we bring to the table. Because let him not have a car, a house, or whatever the case, then, then he's not husband material. Right? But with, when a man asks a woman, hey, what do you bring to the table? You get indignant. What, you, you, what do you mean? I got this ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got that wop. That's what I bring to the table. And, and that's the, I mean, nobody is going to verbally say that, but that's the, that's the thought process. That's how they feel. They feel like, well, look, I'm going to give you this sex. That's what I'm going to give you. But, ladies, we're, we're not pressed about that. Your, your boobs aren't sitting up like they used to, ladies. Y'all know that, right? That them gray hairs are starting to pop out. That ass is a little saggy. It's not as firm as it used to be when you were 21. And, again, these are not bad things. But, again, to think that those physical assets are going to be enough to differentiate yourself from these millions of other women out here, it's not enough. You have to have, you actually have to bring something to the table. Back in the day, that was not a bad thing. Women did not become indignant. They did not feel insulted when asked that question. Women knew their role. They knew they had to bring something to the table. They knew this was an interview of sorts. They understood the fact that there was competition out here. Nowadays, you know, I don't know if it's listening to the City Girls, Megan Thee Stallion, or whoever y'all, Beyonce, you think you don't have to work for a man. You think you don't have to show him that you are worthy. You think that giving up sex is enough. You think that your your uh, financial assets are a selling point. I, I got to be honest with you all about something really quickly. No one cares how much money you make, ladies. When fine, when choosing a wife, your your financial status really doesn't matter to us. You, you mean you know that, right? We don't care if you own your home. 
we're gonna, we don't care about that. That's not like, oh, she owns her home. Oh, she got this job. Oh, so let me wife her up. That's not how that works. The three things we care about are your personality, your level of respectability, and a high level of emotional availability. Now, those are the things that really matter. That now, if you you know, if you have a nice savings account or you you know you do well financially, that's all icing on the cake. That's great, but that's not those. That's not why we choose you. So understand that going into dating, you need to understand that you need to bring something to the table other than that ass. You understand that? Other than a good head game. You know, I mean, a lot of you are. You know, you're not going to be 45 impressing a man with anything physically. Anything you had at 45, 50, I promise you we've seen a million times prior and, and pro- most likely better. And not probably, we, we've seen better. I, that's just, we're not going to front about that. Let's just be honest. If you're 45, if you're 40, you don't have the best sex we've ever had. All right, that's just what it is. Because, I, I mean, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. You don't. And, again, that's not a bad thing. But you just don't. There's like there's no two ways around it. You just don't. So trying to so so thinking that those physical things are going to be what captivates us, it, it would be very naive. Okay. And again, these are things that most men won't tell you. This is, these are things that will contradict a lot of the comments on Facebook under your pictures when you went down to Cancun and the man is telling you how sexy you look and the man that you you know you put it on and he's probably going crazy thinking telling you you've got the best sexy. Look. I'm not talking about that stuff because that's all. What what these young cats say? They say that's cap. <laughs> that's cap right there. That's not accurate. That's just something he's telling you to boost your ego so he can continue getting what he wants from you. So, yes, you, I, if no one else will tell you, Dadon Tolbert will tell you, you got to have something that you bring to the table, okay, something of substance. I don't I don't need your sex. I don't want your sex. I'm married. I don't care about none of that. I don't care about likes. I don't care about none of that. I'm just I'm just here to be real with you. Okay? That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not here for friends. I'm not here for none of that. Like the, half of these weirdos on Facebook. You know what I mean? Now, so understand it's all about what you want. Do you want to be viewed as special or do you want to be viewed as average? Put the thoughts of whoever did you wrong out of your mind. Get rid of the history of your deadbeats. You know, lose those memories. Every man deserves and wants a clean slate. Okay? We do. Let me tell you a quick story. And many of you have heard this story over the years, many times. But I've dated a lot. I went on a lot of first dates. I've gone on many first dates in my life. Um, let me ask you a question. Of all the first dates that I've been on, how many women do you think have ever offered to pay for the first date? Just, just, just take a guess. Take a guess. It's not a lot. I've been on a lot of first dates, but I can promise you, you know, it has not been a lot. I'll tell you, only two. Two women have ever offered. Would you like to know who those women were? I'll tell you. My ex-fiance and my current wife. That's it, just two women. I bought a ring for both women who've ever offered to pay for the first date. And I'm not saying that's the reason why, but but it definitely was a major step in the right direction. Why? Because it showed me a few things. It showed, wow, not only are you an independent woman, 
who, or, or, or excuse me, a woman who claims to be independent, but you actually are. You actually have a non-selfish mentality. You have money. See, a lot of women have money, but they don't want to spend their money. They want to spend your money. And that's a major, you will never be a wife with that mentality. There are some women out here listening to this podcast right now. You won't share this link because of what I'm telling you right now. Because you know what I'm telling you is the reason you are single, and it's the reason you will continue to be single. I promise you that. I have nothing to lose. I have nothing to gain here. You, but I'm telling you the truth. If you, if you fit the, 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 into the category in which I'm speaking right now, I promise you you are single, and you will continue to be single. Selfish women don't get wiped up. And if they do, they're not really wiped up because they're getting cheated on, and that doesn't really count. You'll be broken up and divorced and all types of other stuff, you know, sooner rather than later anyway. So don't even count that. But the bottom line is you, you're, you're, this is a single woman's mentality, not paying for things, being selfish, holding on to your own money, not wanting to show interest. You will never have love as long as you have that selfish mentality. Okay? It's just, it just is what it is. So my wife offered to pay for the first date. Now, see, a lot of women will say, well, you know, I've, I've offered, but, you know, these men don't, they don't let me. And that's fine. That's fine. But most women don't even offer. Most women don't even offer. That's, what I'm, that's the point that I'm telling you. Some of y'all will eat all this food. You will drink all of these drinks. And, and, and it, you won't even acknowledge the bill. You won't even act like you see it. That bill is $200. You won't even, but when you go out with your girlfriend, you got your calculator out. You got your magnifying glass out. You pull your glasses out your purse. You start, you know, you going through that bill with a fine tooth comb to see who paid for what. Da, da, da. And, all right, well, hey, you owe this amount. I owe this amount. Da, da, da. When you're with your girlfriends, you itemize the the, the 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 bill with your girlfriends. But when you go out with a man, it's just automatically understood that he'll pay. And it's fine. As I said in the beginning, he should pay because he's a man. He's a gentleman. But don't act like you don't see the bill. Don't automatically assume he is obligated to pay for your food that you ate, that you ordered. He's not. So, so what do I hear a lot of? Women say, well, you know, it, it depends on who invited who. If I invite him, then I'll pay. But if he invites me, then he has to pay. Well, first of all, let me, let me just explain. Because I've been hearing this for, all, for the last two years well, really for the last 20 years, but it's really turned up over the last year or two. Like this, this debate has really, you know, gotten crazy. And so I just want to really, you know, put the nail in the coffin on us. We can put this to bed. If you see somebody talking about this topic, just forward this link to them because this is ridiculous. A man is not obligated to pay for food that you ate, okay? If, if let's just say you eat, you go to, you know, freaking, I don't know, I don't know where you are, McCormick and Schmidt, wherever you want to go. Capital Grill, wherever, Ruby Tuesdays, I don't know, Red Lot, whatever you want. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you go to McDonald's. If you eat something and for whatever reason that man's card comes back declined, you're still responsible for what you ate. You know that, right? The the the, the, the police, when they're called, aren't going to ask, all right, well, who ate what? You know, like, no, who, no who, they're not going to say who invited who. Did, okay, well, did he invite you? Because if he invited you, then he's going to jail. 
or if you invite him, then you're not. They're going to just, you're both in trouble. You're both responsible. So there's no, let's, let's end this right now. There's no rule that says he has to pay for your food. That's your food that you ate, you ordered it, your responsibility. Okay? Now, if he chooses to pay for your food, to pay for both of your food, then that's fine. That's his choice. But be clear, there is no obligation, regardless of who invited who, for him to pay for your food. That's your food. You got drunk off of that, uh, that, that, those drinks. Nobody told you to order five drinks. That's your food. That's your responsibility. If he pays for it, you, but you say thank you. I appreciate you. You know what I mean? This is my treat. See, he's, he's treating you. It's a treat. He doesn't owe you that. Women are walking around here like these men owe you things. Like you're like he's it's it's the most crazy thing in the world to me. How is he obligated to pay for food that you ate just because he invited you on a date? Inviting someone on a date doesn't mean they have to pay for your food. What do y'all where do y'all what do where did y'all come from? Who told y'all that? I mean, where does it say that? What rule book is that written in? That is your responsibility. Let's stop the foolishness. But yes, if we're if we're we are talking, you know, um, etiquette. If we're if we're if we are talking about, you know, who should, you know, yes. Whoever invites the person out, they, they should probably you know, offer to pay. But, again, that doesn't mean that that person is obligated. You know, like if I go out with, with you, you're, me and you go out on a date, and you, all, you invite me, I'm still going to pull out my wallet and pay. It doesn't matter who invited who. All right, so I mean, not to belabor the point, but I, you know, I just want to drill that into you so you understand, ladies. When you go on a date and you order food and you eat food and you drink drinks, that's your responsibility. If he chooses to pay, he's a gentleman. He's being a nice guy. That means he wants to invest in you, but that's his choice, not his obligation. Okay, but yes, only two women have offered to pay for the first date, and I put a ring on both of their fingers. Why? Because that showed me, that was one of the reasons that that showed me that they are special, okay? They're not like other women. They're not selfish. You know, they don't have this this sense of entitlement, you know? Now, now, now women will say this. I've heard this a lot. They say, well, you know, I'll pay if he's my man. Let's talk about that for a little bit. I'll pay if he's my if he's my my boyfriend. We're in a relationship, then I'll pay. I say okay. Well, here's the question though. He's when he met you, right? He, he's already he was already dating two or three other women. He's already talking to three or four other women, five six other women. So you you're on your first date. What makes you think? What have you what have you done? on that first date to show him that you're worthy of anything? How do you even know you're worthy of a second date, let alone a relationship? Let me ask you a question. A lot of y'all watch um, All American, 
on the CW network. My wife and I watched that. And it's a good storyline. What's the dude, um, what the heck is the dude's name? Spencer, the main character. He, 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 he was the man in high school, right? He was the man in high school. Caught a lot of balls, you know, a lot of, lot of you know, the, the, the star football player, right? But then when he got to college, he was average. He was just another guy. And, and he didn't get any playing time. He didn't start. He didn't even get onto the field, right? So what did he have to do? What did he do? Do y'all watch the show? For those of you who watch the show, what did Spencer do? Because he's no longer the star player. Now he's just average. What did he do? Now he had to find new and creative ways to what? Impress the coach. He had to find new and creative ways to what? Differentiate himself from the other players. He had he what he do? The, he, he got on there and he created this social media profile to show you know to showcase his talents. You know he even switched positions, something that would allow him to stand out more. Are you guys catching my my drift? Do you know where I'm going with this? Spencer because he wanted to stand out, he wanted to impress the coach, he wanted to become a star player, not just in high school, but now in college. He's now doing things in college that he's never done before. Some of y'all women were the man, or not the man, so to speak, but you were you were the star player in college. You were the star player in high school. You were the star player 10 years ago. But you're, you're now 40. You're now 45. You're now 50. You're average now. You know what I mean? <laughs> what, what what Kevin Samuels said? He said you're average at best. <laughs> and that's interesting because we're, I, that, that show was supposed to be today, but I, I wanted to talk about this. That's the, the elite man. Oh, not elite man. Um, uh, freaking uh, high value man. That show. I discussed Kevin Samuels and the whole term high-value man and versus a godly man. That's going to be next time. That's probably going to be next week. You're, going to, you're not going to want to miss that show. But, you know, he, he does make some good points. I have a lot of disagreements, but I have, I have some agreement as well. Some of y'all are actually average at best, you know, and but yet you want you think that you don't have to differentiate yourself like Spencer James on All-American. But you, the reality is you do have to, right? You do have to differentiate yourself. The question is how are you going to do it? And I'm not talking about doing that special trick with your tongue when you're after the date. I'm talking about on the date. You know what I mean? After the date, date is too late. He might, you might still, still get up the ass, but that's not going to differentiate yourself. In fact, that's going to make you more average than you were before the date because everybody gives up the ass. Everybody's a freak nowadays. All these women are freaks. That ain't... You know what I mean? That ain't nothing crazy. That ain't going to make you stand out. The women that stand out are the ones that are celibate. The ones that have actually still have walls at 40. You know what I mean? Those are the ones that stand out. The women who are not dropping it low and twerking and, and taking ass shots and, you know, giving head and doing all this freak, sending ass shots and boob shots and naked, like that. Those are the ones that stand out. You know? So I'm talking about during the date. After the date, it's already too late. You can give up the sex if you want to, but that's just going to be one more number added on to your your already probably too high list. 
I mean, let's just be. We gotta, we gotta start being honest about here, out here, man, about what's going on. You know, Let, let's talk about some other thing. Let's talk about. So we're talking about dating do's and don'ts. If you guys are just joining in, but it's, it, it's just interesting because women want a ring, but they don't want to act like a wife. Can I talk about that for a little bit? Let's talk about that. Women want a ring. Meaning they want a man to commit to them. I mean, have y'all watched that show, The Ultimatum, on Netflix? Someone asked me to watch that, and I watched it. It was very interesting. A lot of some of the women wanted a ring. They want the man to marry them, but they have a lot of qualities that make them unwifeable. And that's what a lot of people aren't. You've been with him, yeah. You've been with him. You know, you might even have his child or his children, but you're wondering, why is he not making me his wife? Because the reality is nobody wants to be stuck with a wife that acts like you do. And that's no disrespect to anyone, but some of y'all have tendencies that make you unwifeable. You want a ring, but you don't want to act like a wife. And if we're talking about dating, the, the, the whole dating process, in case you guys didn't know, is that interview that we talked about in the beginning of the show. You, if, you don't get the job if your interview is not good. You don't get an interview if your resume is not good. You, I mean, you know that, right? You, you don't get a ring if the dating process doesn't go how we want it to go. If you watch that show, The Ultimate, or the one dude, I forget his name, but he had been with the young woman for, what, two years? And she's like, I don't just understand. Why, why, you know, why can't we be married? We've been dating for two years. He's like, I mean, I love you, but I'm not ready. He's like, you've shown me qualities and characteristics that, I'm just, that are not appealing to me. I don't want that, those qualities for my, for my life forever. I don't want that in a wife. So what's the point of, of making a mistake it's a lot easier to break up than it is to get a divorce. And a lot of men just don't want to take that step if you are not showing qualities of being a good wife. Now, some of you do things that where, where it would make a man comfortable. See, a lot of the men that you're dealing with right now, and I use that term loosely, dealing with, he's comfortable. He, he's comfortable with you, but he doesn't really want to be with you long term. You see how that works? He doesn't really want to be with you. He's comfortable having sex with you, and you're probably a good mother to his children, and, you know, you're not out here in the streets. But as far as being an actual wife, nah, he doesn't really want that. And so what I'm here to do, what I do over at trclifecoaching.com, check it out, is show you how to become a wife. You understand how that works? You know? I mean, that's just really what it is. You have to understand how to, you have to understand what we want in a wife. Some of y'all are single, but then you have a single woman mentality trying to become a wife. I promise, let's just cut this, you know, if you, if you have a problem paying for the first date or even offering to pay for the first date, you'll never be a wife. Let's just cut the crap. You'll, you know what I mean? Like, it's fine if you don't want to. You don't have to. But just understand, you won't be a wife. You understand how I'm telling you, 
people who know me know I'm never wrong about this. I'm not just, I hate to say it like that, but how many times have y'all listened to this show and heard me actually be wrong about something? I'm just saying over the last 20 years that I, y'all have known me. Some of you have known for 20 years. You follow me for 20 years. How many times have I been wrong about this dating and relationship stuff? These celebrities, these couples, I've predicted their divorces and breakups, everything that's happened, you've heard me discuss. So if you have a problem paying for the first date or anything that I'm a problem with anything that I'm saying today, you probably are single. Married women don't debate with me. You will never see a married woman debating with me. Any woman you've ever seen me debate with, 99.9% of the time is going to be single. You know, and I'm just that's just what it is. And so one of the things I got to understand is you want a ring, so you have to act like a wife. Let's talk about what does that look like. So we're talking about paying for the first date. Why, why would that? What? How does that correlate to being a wife? Let's, let me. Well, let me answer that for you. If think about it. Well, I'll, I'll use my wife and I. So when we go out to dinner, first of all, when we go out to dinner now, ninety percent of the time is with the children. So when the bill comes, if I leave, I might leave my wallet in the car. I say, oh, hey, give me, give me your, um, let me see your card. Or, I, or if I have my wallet on me, I use my card. But you know, but the thing about it is, it doesn't matter. Do you know why it doesn't matter? Because the money's coming out of the same account. <laughs> that, that's why it doesn't matter. So she, she could pay, or I could pay. It doesn't. It's coming out of the same. That's usually, typically, how how marriages work. See, some of y'all don't understand that way of thinking. You're still thinking this single marriage. You, you, your account is overdrawn, or you you're still trying to figure out how the mortgage is going to come out. So you're still figure. You know, you're nickel and diamond. You can't go into a relationship with a nickel and dime mentality. You can't. It doesn't matter whose whose account the 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 bill comes. You know, the money comes out of. It come out of my account. It come out of her account. It come out of the joint account. But guess what? It doesn't matter because we're married. You see how that works? But when you start acting funny, when the bill comes, like, oh, I'm not paying for that, that's a single woman mentality. You want to be with this man. You the, Here's the irony. Here's the ultimate irony. The irony is that you want him to be your husband. You're tired of being single. You're lonely. You've been crying yourself to sleep, you know what I mean, many nights, and, and you actually want a wife. You want to be a wife, and spe- and you've been talking to this guy. You like this guy. You you have acknowledged that he might make a, he probably would make a good husband to you, a good stepfather to your kids. Those badass kids running around giving you gray hairs prematurely, <laughs> you know what I mean? You 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 actually want him to like you. That's the crazy thing. You you want him to like you. You like him. See, now you're happy that you got a babysitter. You're out on this date with this guy, and you want him to like you. You want there to be a second date. You want him to ultimately wipe you up, but you you can't let go of that single woman mentality. You're afraid to be vulnerable. You're afraid to show him that you actually like him. You'll tell him you like him, but when it comes to actually showing him, you revert back to that single woman uh, mentality, and that and that'll keep you single. And it's unfortunate because the irony a lot of times is the man really does like you. And he wants you to differentiate yourself, but you're afraid to. That's the crazy thing. You're afraid to. 
you know. And my shows aren't like I said; these are you don't have to share this. You won't. You don't have to publicly like. Oh my God, I love this. This is the best thing I've ever. No, you don't have to do all that because I get it. This isn't entertainment. This is self improvement. These shows that I do. You understand? This isn't comedy. This isn't. This is here to make you better. You know what I'm saying? I'm giving you the key to life right here. Lose the single woman mentality. Lose all this whole city girl act. Stop saying period. Don't be ridiculous. And start acting like a wife. Somebody who, who thinks they're some type of scholar said, oh, you got to, you know, stop acting like a wife. You're giving these men too much, too, too many privileges. Stop acting like a wife before you're a wife. Come on, man. Don't listen to these weirdos, these fakes, these wannabes. You know what I mean? Who do, you think, who do these people think they are? 90% of these people out here giving advice are weirdos. They're losers. 90% of these dudes, 90, almost 100% of these women, got all these fake life coaches out here. Who made you a life coach? Who, who qualified you to give advice? I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care how many subscribers. Like, I don't care about none of that. I care about the advice that you're giving. I don't care how viral your last clip went. It doesn't matter. It's probably garbage. Stop listening to these weirdos and listen to common sense. If you want to be a wife, you need to act like a wife. Now, I'm not talking about giving up the ass like a wife. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about being a freak in the, in the sheets like a wife. I'm not talking about anything sexual when I say that. What I'm talking about is your mentality. I'm talking about if you are in a committed, monogamous relationship with someone, you should not have an independent woman mentality. That is an audition for you to show him you would make a great wife. That's what I'm telling you. If you act single when you're in a relationship, you will never become a wife. And so many women do that. There there was a, uh, you know, there's just, you know, people put up on Facebook, on social media, they say, uh, you know, if you're if you're if you're not married, you're single. Again, some some this is, I guarantee you, a weirdo said that. So whoever said that is weird. I don't care who said it. You, I don't care who said that. that's not someone you should be following. I'm gonna tell you why. First of all, how it makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, that's the first thing. It makes no sense whatsoever. If you are in a relationship, if you like somebody, if you've been dating somebody and you guys have that talk and they say, hey, look, you know, honestly, I like you. I know you like me. Let, let You know, let's get into a exclusive relationship. I want it to be me and you. I want you to be my girl. I want you to be my woman. Go ahead and change your Facebook status to say in a relationship. If you all have that talk where now you are no longer single, you are now in a relationship, then you're in a relationship. You're not single anymore. You have these 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 women out here who who are so afraid to give a man his respect. They want to say, "Oh well, I'm not. Ain't no ring on my finger, so I'm single. My tax return says uh, single, so I'm single." Listen, I don't give a damn what your tax return says. If you're in a relationship, then you're then you're in a relationship. You now, and if you say that, if you say you're single and you act like you're single, then you're going to be single. 
Stop the foolishness. Who are you trying to impress? Do you think it it look makes you look cool to say, "Oh, I'm single, I ain't got no ring," you, like, but you got a boyfriend? You think it's I'm just all jokes aside. Like, if you have how many women out there listening to this right now think it makes sense to have a boyfriend, but to talk about you're single? If you think that makes sense, you will be single. It makes no sense whatsoever. Give that man his respect, but but you want that man to put a ring on your finger. That's the irony about, well, I don't got a ring yet. He ain't put a ring on my finger, so I'm still single. But you but you still expect him to put a ring on your finger after you just said some dumb stuff like that. It makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like women do things that literally make no sense. And then they expect a man to, out of all these women out here in the world, you think he's going to choose you? Why? Why do you think he's going to choose you? I forgot. You got it. You, you know. You got that wop. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. You. You know. You do that thing that he likes in the bedroom, and you think that's what's going to keep him. <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. Y'all have a lot to learn, man. I know I took some time off, but y'all got to stop following these people who are leading you down the wrong path. Stop listening to these single life coaches. Stop it. I'm talking about. First of all, I'm talking about just. There's a lot of things I'm talking about, which I'll get more into on the next show. I want to talk about a lot of these men who are really on the DL. They really have sex with men. You know what I mean? They really do have sex with other men, but then they try to give advice to women like they're some type of guru. You know what I mean? They're clearly homosexual. And then these women out here who have jump-offs and who and are, or excuse me, are someone's jump-off, and they have friends with benefits, and they call themselves life coaches, and you and you follow them for advice. Are you serious? What? God. <laughs> oh man, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Single women following forty-year-old women, single women life coaches. Who are you leading? What advice? You need to give that advice. You need to listen to what you do. Any whatever book you have, whatever podcast, just look in the mirror and give that advice to yourself. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I'm just all jokes aside. You should not be following these single women, ladies, because they're not. I, I'm, they're not giving good advice. Most of them. Some of them are. May, maybe a few, but most of them are not. Okay. They're they're trying to do. They're the ones listening to my show secretly. Take stealing my advice and trying to give it to y'all. I'm not, even, I'm not going to go into that, but y'all know how many people have blatantly plagiarized my, my advice over the years and passed it off as their own? Y'all have any, I'm not even going to name names, but some very, 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 very well-known people have literally listened to this show clearly and passed this advice off as their own. That's the crazy thing. But, you know, it is what it is. So let, let's, let's do this. Let me ask you a question. So they said, well, all right, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm following you, Daydon. I'm listening to you. Okay, you got a point. Okay, all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So what about going Dutch? That's what I always say. Well, I, I, can we go in stages? They say, well, can we go in stages? Can we can we take it slowly? What if, what if we just go Dutch? Be, I, you know, I, let me work my way up to paying for the date. But how about we, what if, how do you feel about going Dutch? Or how about this? How about I leave the tip? 
can I just do that? Can I, what if I would that help me differentiate myself? You know what I told them? You know what I told them? I, I told them, hell no. I told them, hell no, it won't. I said, in fact, that's worse than not paying for anything. You might as well just sit there. If you're going to offer to leave a tip on a $200 bill, just sit there. Just sit there and look pretty. You know what I mean? Because that's the worst thing you can do. Say, why? Why? why, why? Because I'll tell you why. Because anybody can leave a $10 tip, a $20 tip. That doesn't show me anything. What does that show me? It, it, not only does it not show me anything, what it shows me is that you assume that I am obligated to pay for food that you ate. Think about it. Let's just, all right, so look, so we eat. We have a great meal. The bill comes to $179. We, we ate good, right? So you say, okay. And this is what they say. This is what women say. They say, oh, do you, here, do you need me to leave the tip? <laughs> what? Do I need you to leave the tip? What do you mean? I mean, that's wrong. That's make no sense. That makes no sense on so many levels. Do I need you? First of all, now you're insulting me. I took you out to this very nice restaurant, and now you're insulting me. I mean, do I need you to leave the tip? No, I don't need you to leave the tip. I have thousands and thousands of dollars. I don't need you to do anything. Okay? I don't need you to leave the tip. No, that's the first. So, that's the first thing. That's an insult. So, ladies, just, just take notes here. When you go out to dinner next, don't ask him, do I need you to leave the tip? Why would I need you to leave a tip if we're here at the restaurant and the bill is $200? If I needed money, it wouldn't just be $20. The bill is $200. What do you mean? Do I need you to leave a tip? I can leave my own tip. So, no, I don't need you to leave a tip. That's the first mistake. But the second mistake is, Aside from not showing me anything special, how does that show me that you're you're not selfish? How does that show me that you would be a good wife that I could share finances with and make business decisions with? How does you leaving a twenty dollar tip, or really even a fifteen dollar tip, because you're probably cheap, you might even leave a ten dollar tip? So how does that show me anything? It doesn't. You understand it? So so it doesn't do anything special. It doesn't do anything positive. But aside from that, if anything, you should be saying, well, hey, you know, I ate this, that, that, and the third, so let me, you know what I mean, let me pay for what I ate. If, if, if anything, that should be the minimum that you should do if you're going to do something. You say, okay, here, how much? I, I mean, that would be horrible anyway, but it would be better than leaving a tip. If you're going to pay for something, pay for your actual food. Don't just pay for a tip because I'm still paying for food that you ate. You see, you got if you're gonna do something, it's like spades. You go and jump. You gotta jump high, or else don't jump at all. You see what I'm saying? You gotta throw out that big joker if you're gonna do it. Don't throw out the little, cause you might get ate up. So, don't just say, "Can I leave the tip?" And really, don't even say, "Can I pay for my food?" Cause now you're just selfish. Now you're just selfish. Oh, so you're just going to pay for your food. <laughs> you're not going to pay for my food, but you want me to pay for your food. You expect a man to pay for the home bill, but you just want to pay for your your portion? That's selfish. Imagine a man doing that. Imagine a man doing that if you, if, if, if you know what I mean, if it was reversed. Imagine he just looked at the bill, okay, hmm. So I ate the steak, 
You had the fish. Hmm. Okay, you drank this. I drank that. Oh, wait, you had an appetizer, so that'll be yours. Let me, hold on. Matter of fact, let me see your calculator real quick. Okay, so da-da-da. All right, so you owe 75, and then I, like, if he started itemizing, you would look at him like he was crazy. So how is it not crazy when you do it? You see how crazy it looks now that I put it that way? Either pay for everything or don't pay for anything. That's how that works. Everything or nothing, because you would not be okay with a man paying for part of the bill, right? So then why would you pay for part of the bill? Either you're going to treat or you're not. That's just what it is. So now, that's the whole tip thing. But going Dutch, do people, like, when you, when you go into it with that selfish mentality, it, it, it already puts you in a negative light. Like, oh, okay, are you cool with going Dutch? That's basically telling me you're worried about your money. You're trying to save money. You're not worried about really getting to know me. You're worried about, you know, how much money you don't want to spend on me. And, and, and that's just not what we do as men if we like you. It's just not what we do as men, period. So why would you do it as a woman? Lose? You have money. That's the crazy. You have money. You might even make more money than the man that you're going out on a date with. Some of y'all are doing really well financially. So I mean, some of y'all are making, you know, $100,000 a year, $120,000 a year. You're driving brand-new cars. You have a house. Like, you're doing well. You're doing really well financially, and you don't even want to pay for anything. You don't want to show that man that you would make a good wife. And it's like, yo, what is wrong with you? Why are you selfish? But you'll buy your kids all this stuff. You'll treat your girlfriend. You'll you go on these elaborate trips. You spend all this money on yourself. You got the Louis Vuitton bag. I'm not talking about the bag from the from the corner, the corner store. You you got the real Louis bag. You know what I mean? Gucci. You got, you're wearing Gucci. Gucci is not cheap. But y'all want to leave the tip? What kind of what kind of selfishness is that? You're like you're like the scum of the earth if you do that. Like no disrespect to y'all, but you're the scum of the earth if you have a a legitimate Gucci bag. You know what I mean? One hundred percent authentic, and you want to leave a tip. You should be ashamed of yourself. You know what I mean? Got the red bottoms on. But you don't want to pay for anything, but you want a husband. It's like all, you're all over the place. You don't know what you want. Stop that. Now, let's do this. So so don't go Dutch. Don't just leave the tip. You know what I mean? Let me, let's me let talk about something else. Because this is why I wanted to, like, let me ask you this. Some, I meet a lot of women. I encounter women. They say, I, well, we can go out to dinner, but. I only do fine dining. I said, you only do fine dining? What does that mean? I, well, I only go to certain types of restaurants. I said, what do you mean? You mean on dates? Yeah, on dates. I said, so you don't go to Applebee's, you don't go to Ruby Tuesday, you don't go to TGI Fridays. I mean, I, I'll go with my kids. 
I mean, I'll go with my girlfriends for happy hour, but I'm not going there on a date. What type of sh- Hold on. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait a minute. Well, y'all have been listening this whole time, so you kind of already know the, <laughs> what the deal is. <laughs> Come on. So wait a minute. Let me get this straight. You'll go out with your girlfriends to Applebee's, and you'll have the drinks. You'll get the ribs, the crab, wonton, taco. Y'all won't even go to a uh, Cheesecake Factory. Y'all look, y'all turn y'all noses up at Cheesecake. Knowing darn well Cheesecake Factory is good. I've never had a bad meal at the Cheesecake Factory. You know what I'm saying? I love Applebee's ribs. I really love Friday's ribs and wings. Come on, Jack Daniels. Come on, y'all must y'all act crazy. But you can't. But you can't go there on a date. You're too good to go there on a date. But you'll take yourself there. You'll go there with your girlfriends. You take your badass kids there, and who those kids will run that bill up, and you have a good meal. And and, and take the oh, oh excuse me, miss. Can I can I get four boxes to go, please? You'll take the boxes to go, and you'll have that for for breakfast the next day. But you can't go there on a date. What kind of crap is that? Why can't you go there on a date? Why not? I'm just asking. Why not? The, the drinks are good. The food is good. The service is usually good. What's the problem? It's good enough for you and your girlfriend, but not good enough for a date? Why not? Let me tell you the problem with that. The problem with that is, I mean, in and of it, I mean, you, the problem is obvious. I mean, you're going there with your girlfriends, but you won't go. That's the problem in and of itself. But the second problem is that you, you're basically saying that you're, you're stuck up. You're basically saying that you're bougie. You're basically saying that you're high-maintenance. Guess what? Men don't want a high-maintenance woman. You know that, right? We want the opposite of that. We want a very low-maintenance woman. My wife and I's first date was at uh, TGI Friday. Y'all have heard that story. Our very first date was was at Fridays. And guess what? We still go to Fridays, and I still get the bucket of bones. And it tastes great. You know what I mean? The fries, get a nice drink. I'm good. But guess what? Anniversaries, birthdays, Mother's Day, guess where we go? We still do the fine dining. You still do the fine dining. And I'm rich. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not like that, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm pretty well off. I do okay. And it's not, So it's not about being cheap. It's not about being cheap. It's just about being versatile. We don't want a high maintenance stuck up woman. People say people say, well, well, yeah. You know, if a man takes you here, he, you know, what, what you mean if he takes you there? You're on, you're out with him. You've already identified him as being someone that you want to date because you know he he has money. You know he has a good job. You know you see what kind of car he drives. You know what that car note is like. You know what that insurance is like. You see his house. You see how he dresses. You you know he's not broke. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be out with him to begin with. So, that, I mean, it's not that he's broke. So why not use your brain? Why not understand that he maybe wants to see, first of all, maybe he just likes Applebee's. You ever think maybe he just likes Applebee's like I do? You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm, let me understand. If I was single right now, okay, if I was, let's just say a hypothetical I was single. This was like, let's just say this was 20 years ago and I was single. I have money, so that's not a. It's not a. So it's not about being cheap. I could afford to go to Applebee's. I can afford afford to go to any restaurant in this city. 
and and pay for so it's not about he can't afford it. I want y'all to get that notion out of your head. It's not about not being able to afford it. It's not about being cheap. It's about what he wants to do. Just like if you choose to go to Applebee's with your friends, that doesn't mean you're cheap. It doesn't mean you don't have money. It just means on that day, for whatever reason, you want to go to Applebee's. Okay, that's just what it means. It doesn't mean anything different with him than it does when you go out with your girlfriends. So let's let's lose that whole, oh, he's cheap. He's a cheap-ass nigga. How's he a cheap-ass nigga? But you're going to give him that ass after the date anyway. Why are you having sex? Come on. We got to lose this. Again, that's that single woman's mentality. It's that stuck-up city girl mentality. And let, can, we, can we break it down a little bit further? The real reason, one of the real reasons is, that is, is really this. And this is where it becomes uncomfortable. This is why this isn't going to go viral. That's why, I mean, you know. But the reality is many women have very low self-esteem. They have insecurities that they struggle with. And so when they look in the mirror, many women, not all women, but many women feel like their most valuable possession is their vagina. And so they don't think that they're worth anything. So they feel like I'm already going to give this, I'm going to give my body to you. So if I'm going to give my body to a man, that's my most valuable possession. I'm at least going to make you work for it. Okay, you're at least going to spend a high amount of money on if I'm going to give you my body. And I'm already planning on giving you my body. So if I'm going to do that, because I'm going to do it, you have to spend money for it. And that's really what this comes down to. If you're going to get this ass, if I'm going to give you my sex, then you got to pay for it. And, 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 you know, a lot of these entertainers confirm that way of thinking. Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, City Girls, Beyonce, all these women. That's the mentality. I'm going to give you sex, but you got to buy me a Birkin bag. You got to get my hair done, my nails done. You got to do all this extra stuff. So you're essentially you're paying. You're, you're, it's basically prostitution. But when you're cool, when you're humble, guess what, ladies? Here's a here's here's a secret. It doesn't matter where he takes you to eat, as long as you enjoy each other's company. Did you know that? <laughs> That's all that matters. The the venue doesn't really matter. Now again, if we're talking about you know allergies or you just you're allergic to certain types of food or whatever the case, okay, fine, you won't go there. But if you're if you're doing it because you have a sense of entitlement, listen, let me let me just put it to you like this: There's no woman in Philadelphia. There's no woman wherever you live. I don't care who you are. I don't care who is listening to this right now. You are not. Um, on on a such a high level that you're too good for Applebee's, okay? I promise you that. I've dated some of the most beautiful women. I've dated, I've done a lot of things in my life, and I'm just telling you, the women that I've encountered that think they're too good for certain things, you're not too good for those things. You're not. You're 40 years old. You're 50 years old. However old you are, you're not too good for Applebee's. So from this point forward, lose that mentality because you're not. You should be honored to go to Applebee's or Fridays with some of these men out here who have offered offered it to you, okay? And there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm not too good for Applebee's because Applebee's is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. 
And just understand, if you have that mentality, you don't have the wife mentality. No, you, you have the mentality that men don't want if you think you're too good for any restaurant. Now, I'm not talking about a hole in the wall. I'm not talking about a hole in the wall. Okay, if he says, hey, I want to take you to the, you know, freaking hole in the wall spot, the, the wing spot. Okay, no, that's not cool. I want to take you to McDonald's. I want to take you. No, we're not talking about fast food. I'm not talking about fast food. But if you think you're too good to go and sit at Chili's on a Sunday afternoon, you will be single. You are single and you will. I promise you that. Until you lose that mentality, you'll be single. If you don't take away anything else from this show, understand that. You will never have true love if you have a stuck-up, entitled mentality that, where you think you're too good for, 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 for Applebee's or Fridays or Chili's or Ruby Tuesdays or anything like that. Okay? I, I just really want to drill that into you because this is important stuff. <clears throat> now, a couple more points. So one of the questions, that another question that's dominating social media is should couples go 50-50 on the bills, splitting the bills? Hold on, before, let me do this. Before I get to that, let me say one more thing about the dating thing. I want to say one more thing. I want to say one more thing about that. Every woman, real quick, is not worthy of a $200 meal. Let's just, let me just, because I, I, I want to, I, I missed that part. I want to break this down really quickly. So if, if let's just look at it. If I'm a single man who, let's just say I'm 40, I'm 40 years old, and I'm, I'm in the dating game, right? I'm going out on dates, I'm you know, meeting women every night, business conferences, networking events. You know, I'm going out regularly, I'm meeting women. Let's just say on a weekly basis I'm, I'm interacting and talking to maybe, let's just say three to four. That's on the low end. So, but you, let's just say every woman, you and every other woman that I'm talking to at that time, only requires fine dining. So that means the bill is going to be between one and two hundred dollars, closer to two, right? Okay. So now I'm again. Let's just say three women. You all require. Fine, I can't even say it with a straight face. You all require fine dining. So now, if I want to go on a first date with you, I want to go on a first date with Tamika. I want to go on a first date with Megan. I want to go on a first date with. You know, Roxanne. So that's that's six hundred dollars. That's six hundred dollars. That's just off, off of three first dates. Think, I mean, just come on, just follow me. Get your calculators out. Please explain to me how that makes any type of sense. I'm now as a single man looking for a wife. You're telling me. I'm just curious. I just want to make sure I understand this. You're telling me I've got to pay $600 a month to try to find a wife? I, I mean, Match.com is what, 20 bucks a month, 30 you know what I mean? You're telling me i got to spend $600 a month to date? i got to spend $1,000 a month to date? Every woman I go out with has to be, has to, I, we got to go to Capitol Grill. We got to go to, I, I don't know where y'all think we're going. We're not, well, we're not going. I'll tell you that, but it, it doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't make sense. It, there's no way to justify. There's no way to make it make sense. You know, every woman I'm dating, every woman I'm, I want to get to know, first day I got to go to 
I mean, anyway, Ruth Chris, I mean, what are you saying? Every woman is not worthy of a $200 meal. There are women out there. Let me explain something to you. Let me just <clears throat> have a bunch of single friends, guys who are actually out there in the game right now. A lot of uh, men go out and they meet the, they take these women out on these dates. You know what they do? They bring them back to the crib and they have sex with them, right? And then what happens after that? Nothing. Nothing happens after that because they never call them again. So, the so let's just say he took her out and spent two hundred dollars on her, but he he had sex with her right afterwards, which usually happens. Let's be clear about that. Because let's be honest, the women who require fine dining are the ones giving up the ass. That's that's how that works. A lot of the most respectable women are the more humble women, and the humble women are okay with going just having a nice meal, and they actually respect themselves, so they're probably not giving up the ass. But I 100% guarantee 90% of these women out here giving up the ass are the ones that require fine dining. I can, I'm just, I, y'all can't, listen, I'm an OG in the game. A lot of these guys who are, who are on social media pretending to do certain things, I actually did these things. That's the difference. There's a lot of pretenders out there. When you hear people saying things, you see people online giving this advice, they haven't lived the life like I did. People who know me know I, I, I've done everything I'm talking about. You see what I'm saying? A lot of these guys who are giving different types of advice, they're freestyling. They're making it up as they go along. I'm telling you from personal experience, these women that are requiring the fine dining, those are the biggest freaks. They're the ones giving up the ass immediately. So they're the ones that don't get the calls back. They don't get called back out. They get ghosted. The humble women, the respectable women, the classy women, the women who are okay sneaking some chicken teriyaki from the food court into the movie theater, those are the ones like, wow, she's cool. She's, you know what I mean? She, I, I could work with that. She's not all on that, that, that bougie stuff, that high maintenance stuff. That's what we want. Y'all, y'all got it backwards. Y'all have it totally backwards. You think requiring all this extra stuff is going to make you a wife and it's going to make you a jump off. If he's, just, just think about it realistically. If you require him to spend $200, how many times do you think he really wants to do it? I'm not talking about what he will do or what he won't do. I'm saying how many do you think he really wants to do that? No, no one does. Why would he want to do that? His car note is already for $500. That luxury car, car that he's driving, he's already paying $500 a month before insurance. What makes you think he wants to pay another $500 just to date you? What makes you worth five, a car note? For all that, he might as well upgrade from, think about it, right, let's just real quick. So if he's already paying five a month and dating you is another six a month, he might as well be driving a brand new Bentley. The car note on that probably only be about what a hundred, I mean a thousand dollars a month, twelve hundred dollars a month. I mean, for all, he must be driving a used Rolls Royce for, if that's the case. If he, you know, what I mean, think about it. I know I would rather drive a Rolls Royce than date some of y'all. No disrespect to y'all. I mean, but just, just think about it. He's already driving a nice car. He could upgrade whatever car he's driving instead of a, a BMW. Now he's driving a Ferrari. Now he's get driving a – it might not be a brand-new Ferrari, but it's, it, it probably looks brand-new. Probably only has about 20,000 miles on it. For $1,000 a month, you get a Ferrari, a drop-top Ferrari. So why am I worried – why would I do that? Come on, y'all get it. 
you have to be sensible. You have to think logically. This is, these are all rhetorical questions. No man would rather date you than drive a Ferrari. Having sex with you is not worth a car note. It's not. So be humble. You know, come out your pockets every once in a while. Show him that you're special. Don't be, you know, stuck up. Don't be high maintenance. Just be cool. That's it. Just be cool. That's be humble, and you'll get what you want. Now, now I can move on. Cause I had to get that. I had to get that. You know. So, going fifty fifty on the bills. A lot of women say, "Well, a man should pay all the bills." Come on, stop the foolishness. Stop. Let me get this straight. Hold on. So look, you have women who work nine to five jobs, right? They pay their own bills. You live by whether it's that apartment, that townhouse, that house, whatever you wherever you live, you pay the bills, you pay the tuition for your kids, you work to support yourself, right? You you do it whether you want to do it or not. You do it. Some of you do it very well. But when you get a husband, you now automatically assume he should pay not only his bills, but pay your bills as well. Hmm. Yeah, that really doesn't make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It's, it's like you don't – you work right now, but you want a husband so that you don't have to work. Hmm. Okay. Why, now, and, and why should he marry you again? What, I'm sorry, what, what's the – because you don't want to be asked what do you bring to the table. So how can I phrase it? Hmm. Let me think on a different a different way to phrase it. Hmm. And I'm just gonna ask, what do you bring to the table? Why why where's the benefit of of marrying you when you don't want to work, you don't want to pay your bills, you want me to pay my bills and your bills, and the benefit is what? Well, I said so I've asked him. I've actually had this come. I said so you don't want to pay any bills. You don't want to work. I said so what what, what will you do? How, what will you do then? What will you do with your time? You work now, but if you get married, you don't want to work. So what will you do? Well, I, I, I think I could buy one a volunteer. Oh, goodness. You want to volunteer. Hmm. Okay. So you want to take time. You still want to be out of the house, but you just don't – you won't be getting paid for this. Okay, so you're going to volunteer. All right. Or I might get a part-time job or just do something or, or start my uh, a stay-at-home business. Okay. All right. So, all right. So he's paying all the bills. He's paying the mortgage. He's paying the bills. So, so, and what will you do with the money that you make from this this new business? Oh no. Well, I'll I'll, I'll save it. We'll save it. I said. One woman had to correct herself. She said, "I'll save." I said, "Oh, you'll." She said, "Well, we'll save it." Because she didn't want. To, she she understood where I was going with it. You'll save it. That'll go into savings. Well, Who's savings? Will he have access to that money that's being saved from your business since he's paying all the bills? Well, that will be in a separate account. So, okay. Hmm. So his money is your money, and your money is your money. That doesn't really make sense. There's really no benefit to that. When I was, I'll, I'll take care of the kids. I'll take care of the house. Okay, now we're talking a little. Okay, because child care, if you have kids, now we're talking about children. Okay. That's where it begins to make a you know a little bit of sense, but not really, but a little bit. 
because childcare can be expensive. So now we're saying that, but see, here's the thing. Some women want to not work. They want the man to pay all the bills, and they want the kids to go to daycare. <laughs> oh, goodness. So wait, wait, so wait. Now, so we got to pay for two kids to go to daycare. Let's just say two. And you stay home, and I pay all the bills? Let me ask you a question. So, and where do you want to live? I said, well, where do you want to live? You trying to live in the hood? Oh, hell no. I ain't living in the hood. I want to live in the suburbs. I want to live in a nice four- or five-bedroom house in a nice neighborhood. I said, okay. Well, the mortgage on that would be at least, you know, talking about five bedrooms in a, in a suburban, you know, area? We're talking 3000 Thirty five hundred, four thousand a month plus utilities. In a in a in a three hundred or four hundred thousand dollar house, we're talking three four thousand a month. Okay, so, I mean, so you, you're saying you want him to pay all of that by himself? What kind of job does he have? Like what what kind of job? I'm just asking these questions. How, how what kind of job does he have to have to be able to support that type of lifestyle? Daycare which we all know what daycare for, for we're talking about two kids, that's a lot of money. You know, uh, mortgage, utilities, and the winter comes, heat. I mean, what kind of, what is he, a drug dealer or something? <laughs> I know you probably have a history of dating drug dealers, but I'm not talking about when you're married. I'm sure you don't want that lifestyle for your kids. I'm talking about the, not the dude that you dated when you were 17. I'm talking about the guy that you're dating at 40. What kind of job does he have? Because, you know, to support that type of lifestyle, you have to be making at least close to $200,000 a year. I mean, the President of the United States only makes about you know, 250000 if he makes that. So, yeah, that's not going to work. The, the reality is this. You're going to have to get a job. And a lot of women, we for whatever reason, you know, they have been, I don't know if they're listening to their girlfriends or what, but what kind of TV shows y'all have been watching, I don't know where you're getting this. The numbers don't add up. They say, well, he's got to have money. But you got to realize, most jo- you could be a regional vice president for a major bank, and I have a history in banking. You know, they're only making about $125,000, $130,000 a year. And that's like the on the high level, the high end. You know, you could be a branch manager making ninety to eighty thousand, ninety thousand a year, and that's just a branch manager. That's what I when I was in banking, I was a branch manager. That's around what my salary was. I, I hit a couple a hundred thousand a couple times from from different bonuses and things like that. But and that was twenty years ago, so I know the salaries have increased by then. But my point is this: that is a respectable job. You, you see what I'm saying? That's a respectable job. That's a lot of money if you're a single man, but it's not a lot of money if you're dating a woman who doesn't want to pay for any dates and, and expects you to pay all of not only her bills, but all of your bills. That 100000 that 110000 that's really not a lot anymore. You need more than that. So let's just cut the crap. The bottom line is this. If I make $110,000 a year, I'm not trying to live like I'm poor. I'm not, just because I have a woman with this entitled mentality. 
I'll get rid of the woman before I go try to find another job making more money than I'm already making. I already have a good job. Don't let anyone – if you are a woman who is trying to – who thinks or is trying to make a man feel like he's somehow inadequate because he only makes $80,000 a year, you're the problem, not him. Okay? You're the problem. There's, it's, how about this? Instead of him trying to find some imaginary job or some illeg- illegitimate jobs where he's making $150,000, $180,000 a year, I have an idea. How about you just go get a job paying 80000 like to match his 80000 and now you actually have 160000 and you can actually live fairly comfortably instead of trying to put that burden on him. We wonder why men are dying at 50, having heart attacks and strokes, diabetes, because they're dealing with women who put the type of stress on him, you know what I mean, to have to, to all types of stress. He, you're working these men to the, into the grave trying to support your lifestyle. It's ridiculous. I see it every day. I have, I have zero stress. I have zero stress. Fellas, if you're listening and you're dealing with a woman that causes you stress, leave her. It's not worth it. It is not worth it. She's the problem, not you. I guarantee you that. I mean, that's, that's really for anybody. It doesn't, 50-50, there's nothing wrong with paying half the bills. If you, I mean, even if it's not 50-50, whatever works for you is what works for you. It does, there's no rules to this. Guess what, ladies? I have a news flash for you, and this is biblical. A man is still the head of the household even if you make more money than him. I don't care if you make 120 and he only makes 65. Guess what? You don't control him. You don't make the decisions. You need to still submit to him. You still need to be vulnerable with him. You still need to acknowledge him. You need to respect him. You know what I mean? You you do. You know what I mean? Acknowledge your husband. Respect your husband as the head of the household. You know? Get him one of those Roman Reigns shirts if y'all watch wrestling, man. You know what I mean? Acknowledge him. Don't worry about it if you don't watch wrestling. It's an inside joke for the wrestling people. But you have to. Otherwise, you're in violation. You're in violation of the biblical order of things. The man submits to God. Or I should say the woman submits to her husband as the man, the husband submits to God. That's how it goes. Now, the problem is, Many of you women are not dealing with men worthy of submitting to. Y'all know that, right? That's the problem. So because of that, you you don't you what I'm speaking to you is is uh is not adding up. It's it's like I'm speaking Japanese. But it's not Japanese, it's actually biblical. You still have to submit to a man, excuse me, submit to your husband. If you marry him, then you got to submit to him. If you don't feel comfortable submitting to him, then you shouldn't have married him. And stop dealing with men who, who, who you're not evenly yoked with. 
See, a lot of people think that being evenly yoked has something to do with um, finances. It doesn't. Being evenly yoked, as described in the Bible, has to do with being spiritually aligned. And if you're not spiritually aligned, then you shouldn't be dating. I'm not talking about how the how you align in the bedroom. I'm not talking about that type of alignment. You know what I mean? I'm talking about spiritual alignment. You know what I mean? Because the sexual alignment only lasts for a certain period of time. That, that that's not that's not sustainable. Okay, that the sexual alignment is is temporary. And then he aligns with someone else sexually. Did you guys did you guys know that? I mean this is a different show, but you guys understand there's only a certain period of time a man will align with you sexually before he aligns with someone else. He will leave you or he will cheat on you if it's not in biblical order. You understand what that means? If if you guys are not living according to God under the sanctity of marriage and you're just having sex, you know that's temporary, right? There's no way that's sustainable. If you're living out of biblical order, God God is the only person that can maintain a marriage. I'm just why do y'all y'all think I miss Cleo or somebody or somebody? I'm not a psychic. I don't predict all these these divorces and things just because I'm psychic. But they're not biblically aligned. People say, hey, what do you think about this couple they on? Hey, what do you think about them? Are they going to last? No, they're not going to last. Well, how do you know? Because they're not biblically aligned. How do you know? What do you mean? Well, how do I know? Look at their lifestyle. We can tell you, you shouldn't be judging. See, that's when we get into that, because I say things that are uncomfortable to hear. But it's not that I'm not saying things that are true. You just don't want to hear it. So that's why you're questioning. Oh, now you're judging. No, you call it what you want. They're not biblically aligned. So it's not going to work no matter what, what you say about it. You can call it what, what you like, but if, it, if you're not biblically aligned with somebody, the, the relationship will be temporary. There's too much temptation. There's too many things in a relationship that can and will go wrong. The only thing that can keep it together in the midst of the tough times is God. But if your lifestyle is not pleasing to God, why is he going to help you? You could be homeless and say, man, I, I, I have no money. I need money. Can I borrow $1,000? Well, yeah, if we, you can borrow $1,000 if we're on good terms, if I love you, if, if, if you know what I mean, if we're cool like that, if we're friends like that. But, yeah, I'll give you the money. I'll help you out. But if you, if, if, if you turn your back on me and you're down on your luck and you come to me and say, can you borrow $1,000 and we haven't spoken and, I don't love you. You don't love me. We have no relationship. Oh, man. Y'all got me preaching up in here today. Y'all know the analogy. You see where I'm going with that. Why would I give you that $1,000? Why would I bless your marriage? So, I don't know, man. You know, it's just, unfortunately, we live in a society where so many things and so many people are out of order. So, and then they wonder whether it's dating, whether it's the dating process, whether it's relationships, whether it's marriage, whether it's anything. If it's not in biblical order, it, it you know, it fails and people wonder why it fails. So, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's it, man. But 
I'm, I'm going to wrap it up, but I wanted, like I said, man, I wanted to focus today specifically on, and I, I'm going to need a part two, definitely, a dating do's and don'ts part two. But part one today, I really wanted to focus on the paying for the first date piece of it because, that, as you see, there's so much to unpack. There's so much to unravel with that that you don't really hear a lot of people talking about. So that's why I wanted to focus so much on that. But don't, you know, leave the, leave the, the entitlement at home. Leave the selfishness at home. And just be cool. You know what I mean? Just be cool. And that's, you know, and that's really what all we want. You'll get what you want. You know, Mother's Day is coming up. Guess where me and my wife are going? I get, just take, I mean, I don't know, take a get. Wherever you think we're going is where we're going. We're going to some nice restaurant. Fine dining. That's what you're Fine dining. You see what I'm saying? We're taking a vacation. You know, and that's how that goes. But it started at TGI Fridays. You see how that works, guys? If you're humble in the beginning, we'll give you whatever you want later on down the line. But you have to, you know what I mean? you got to be cool. So I want to thank you all for listening in, man. Like I said, uh, follow me on Facebook. Uh, follow me on Instagram. Everything is at Dadon Tolbert. Um, uh, you know, check out the new website, trclifecoaching.com, if you want to schedule a one-on-one session, of 30-minute sessions, uh, hour-long sessions. Uh, you know, the 12-week seminar, uh, everything is right there on the website. Pick the package that works for you, trclifecoaching.com. Um, all archive shows, guys, are, are available on iTunes, daydontobershow.com, iHeartRadio. And, um, you know, and, and that's what it is, man. Like I said, next week we're, uh, we're going to be coming back to talk about the, the uh, high-value man phenomenon, that foolishness, that, that ridiculousness, Kevin Samuels, you know, talking about fake uh, fake relationship experts, dating gurus, you know, just ridiculous things, man. You know what I mean? So you don't want to miss that show. And uh, I appreciate you for listening, and I will see you next time. Peace.
Motivation, validate on top of motivation, validate on top of motivation. 